Hey friends, today I am finishing up uh, a series that I did this week about missions and some of the things that God did on my most recent trip to the DR. I would like to pick your brain if you have any interest in going on a trip. I'm thinking about planning a trip for the Hearing Jesus podcast family. If that's something you're interested in, just shoot me a quick line. Um, even if it just says interested with the subject line mission trip, just so I know if it's worth planning a trip or not. Um, it would probably be next year or, um, I don't know. We'll pray about that. But, uh, if you're interested in that at all, just shoot me a line and let me know and, uh, start praying about it. If it's something that God would have for you. Hey friends, welcome to the hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach. And I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know you've been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. Listen, I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, which helps you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I include lots of cultural and historical information, and it really makes these familiar passages of scripture just come alive. This is a great study to do on your own, to do with some girlfriends or even some teenage girls, and it will help you really gain the confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. You can find that on my resources page at shehears.org. And for a limited time, I'm offering all of my podcast listeners a special discount of 20% off. You can use the discount code hearing Jesus. That's one word, all caps to get your discount. There are also some free videos and a leader's guide for you to get started. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today is Friday. I have just hopefully something that will be fun for you. I uh, spent the rest of this week kind of talking about some of the more serious aspects of things that happened on my most recent trip. But today I was going to just share two kind of um, possibly tips, but hopefully uh, you'll find the humor in them the way that I did. And maybe just something to kind of keep in mind if you are headed onto the mission field this summer or or anytime. Um, the first is in regard to food. Now, if you are somebody that has a weaker stomach, I always recommend 
doing uh, Pepto-Bismol in the morning, every single morning before you eat. It just kind of coats your stomach a little bit. But taking extra, just sometimes uh, even having that, that with meals will kind of prevent any kind of digestive issues. Um, also taking along Imodium with you in case you do have any issues. And then Post-travel, I always do an intestinal cleanse just because when you're traveling to third world countries, you just never know. Um, for us, we have traveled enough that we don't typically get sick except when we eat outside of uh, our host home, our casa. So um, <laughs> this week, my daughter and I... Um, you know, the food at, uh, that we have at Children of the Nations and on campus is amazing. And, uh, you know, very rarely do people get sick. Um, unless you're not like used to eating a lot of fruits and vegetables, because there's a lot of ton of really good fruits and vegetables. So sometimes that does give people a little bit of upset. But other than that, typically the food is really good. Um, we have uh, bottled water, all that kind of thing. But we were in a home. One of the things we do is called cultural immersion, where we will go into a home and cook a meal with a family and spend some time with them and play games with the kids and share the gospel. And so we were in one of those homes and we had taken a bunch of food and, and some of our team was cooking the meal. And so my daughter and I were playing with the kids and uh, the mommy offered us some mangoes. And um, the only time I've ever gotten in trouble is when I've eaten in homes, uh, personal homes of people. And so, you know, the, the challenge there is is when somebody is living in extreme poverty and then they offer you something to eat, knowing that there's a cost there that likely means that there's a meal that they're not going to be able to eat later. Um, when she offered us these mangoes, um, I felt, even though I knew I shouldn't have, I felt like I needed to, to take it. And so she handed us these mangoes and it was in a bucket of water, which I'm sure the water was not clean. And our translator that was there was like, oh, you can eat the skin. And, you know, I know we don't eat the skin of mangoes here in the States, but they have like eight different kinds of mangoes in that community. So I was like, well, maybe this is a different kind of mango. And I just prayed and ate it. And don't you know, later that night, we got so, so sick. And, you know, we were kind of laughing to ourselves because, of course, we knew better. But in the moment, it was it was more important for me to be gracious and accept the, the blessing that she could offer us, the only blessing that she could offer us. And, um, to me, you know, it, it was worth the risk. Now, um, I did have to do a little bit of repair work on my gut. And, uh, like I said, we have that intestinal cleanse that I recommend. Um, if you want the link to that, I can give it to you. But, um, I think being conscious of that, there was another time back a long time ago that I was, uh, teaching or preaching at a church and, during the service, a huge rat that was like the size of a cat climbed across the rafters. And then uh, a couple people got up and made a move and I thought they were getting rid of it. And in fact, what they actually were doing was capturing it. And that was our lunch later. And same kind of thing. Like these were people that um, had nothing and they prepared a meal for us. And part of that meal was rat. And I did not want to eat it, but I cared about them more than I cared about that scenario. And so, again, I ate the rat and 
you know, had to do some, some repair work afterwards. So, um, those are my tips. Those are the three, uh, supplements, or I guess, I don't know, medications that I would suggest that you have in your back pocket if you're going to do, uh, international missions. And then, um, another thing is, um, keeping an eye out for critters. So, um, of course, you know, we often will take permethrin spray. You can get it at most of the sports stores and we will spray our clothes because, um, the permethrin spray, you know, we will saturate the clothes, probably spray them even two or three times. And that will keep a lot of bugs away from you, um, without having to put it directly on your skin. But I also get those, um, their wristbands and I think it's they last like 300 hours or something I can never get them to last 300 hours I just get one per day and again I get those at uh, pretty much any sports store I think Walmart probably even has them but you just wear them on your wrist or they're um, kind of like curly cues so we even put them in our hair like to use as ponytail holders or you can put them on your ankles any of that kind of thing and I think those ones are all natural but I just get they're like a dollar fifty I think I just get one for each day for each of us in our family so those really help the permethrin spray on the clothes help, but then also <laughs> keeping an eye out for critters in the in the room. And this trip, this was the first time this ever happened to me. We, you know, you always see in tropical climates or even like African climates, you usually see those little geckos or I don't know if they're salamanders or geckos or lizards, whatever you call them. Um, you know, in in hotter climates, you have them, and you know they don't bother me. There's a you know, when I was younger, they would jump out in the shower and I would scream half to death, but I'm just used to them now. But one thing that has never happened to me up until this trip is, um, we had this real tiny one, maybe only like an inch. She was a baby. And I saw the mama out in the hall, but we had the baby living in our room. And so all week we're kind of keeping an eye on him. He's keeping an eye on us. My daughter who, um, who had never really been faced with a, a lizard in her bedroom before, um, she was like going online trying to figure out ways to repel lizards so she was like meowing like a cat she was playing techno music all these crazy things and of course nothing worked so we surrendered to the fact that this little guy was going to live with us and we just you know got along with him and um about halfway through the week um, our air conditioning started to go on the fritz and air conditioning is a huge blessing. Most places don't have air conditioning, but they had one of those wall units that's up like near the ceiling. And so all of a sudden we hear this sizzling sound, like something is in a frying pan kind of sizzling. And then within a couple minutes, the entire room smelled like fish. And at first I didn't put two and two together and I was like, well, maybe they're having fish for dinner. Our room is upstairs. Maybe the smell from the kitchen is like coming on up. So I went down for dinner and uh, we were having chicken. <laughs> so I went back upstairs and by this time it really smells like fish. So we tur turned the air conditioning off. We opened up the room. We're trying to air it out. And I went to uh, find the maintenance guy. And at this point in the day, it was probably seven or eight o'clock at night. Our translators had left. And so um, we have a couple of us on our team that spoke a little bit of Spanish enough to get by. Um, and so I pulled out my Google Translate app and I typed up in there like, okay, I'm pretty sure a lizard crawled into our air conditioning and got fried and now it smells like fish. And so I'm like, how am I going to explain this to this guy? I don't even speak any Spanish. So I, I... <laughs> type it all out and I go down and um I show it to him and he looked at me and he just says we'll eat the chicken instead <laughs> and I'm like oh boy so he doesn't understand me I don't understand him and I'm thinking I'm gonna have to live with this fish smell all night and then thankfully 
one of our staff members showed up who speaks English really well. And so he went down and he's giggling as I'm explaining to him what happened. And he tells the maintenance guy and they're giggling and they get up on the slider and they open up the air conditioner. And of course, there's this little lizard in there. And so um, if you are in a scenario where there is an air conditioner and you have little lizards there, um, you might want to keep a close eye on them because if they get inside that air conditioning unit, it does not smell good. And I like fish, but that was not pleasant. So they, of course, wiped it all down and they even sprayed it with room freshener and, you know, got us back, you know, air conditioning was working again and all that. But I thought that was uh, maybe some two, two very funny practical tips to make sure that you pay attention to if you've never been on a mission trip before. And um, hopefully you don't have to learn by experience like I did. Uh, hey, this week, uh, you guys have been troopers about sending me messages and um, just kind of talking about this idea of of returning to the the mission field post pandemic and of course the mission field is anywhere we are because we should be carrying the message and the hope of the gospel anywhere we go but if you are interested in possibly going on a trip um the five countries we work in are Dominican Republic Haiti, we work along the border there. I'm not taking trips to Haiti right now. It's not safe, but we are going to the Dominican. Um, we also work in Uganda, Malawi, and Sierra Leone. If you have an interest in traveling to any one of those countries, I'm thinking about hosting uh, various trips throughout the year, uh, possibly maybe the Dominican before the end of the year this year, and then uh, the African countries, probably Malawi in February and um, to be determined as far as the other countries. Um, if you have interest in that, message me. Message me on socials or email me, rachel at shehears.org. I'm trying to gauge whether or not it would be worth planning a trip for our She Hears community. And um, we would do a combined evangelism and discipleship trip. We'd probably do, I'd probably do some training and um, we'd be going into the communities and ministering the gospel, coming alongside of the local staff and using the methods and the resources that they um, that they use. And that looks different in every country. But we can talk more about that if you have interest in it. Let me know and um, let me pray for you. Father God, thank you for your heart for the nations. Lord, I pray that throughout this week, as we have talked about just some of the things that I experienced last week in the Dominican, that it would start to stir in the hearts of my friends this desire to have the things that break your heart also break theirs. For them to know who you are in the context of other countries, with other people groups, in other cultures, in areas of the world that perhaps the gospel is not as well known. God, if, if this is something you are drawing them to, Lord, help them not to be able to shake it. Help it to start to permeate their spirits in such a way that they start to understand this calling that you have perhaps to grow them in, in this space spiritually and um, to call them to a place of trust and dependency as they step out in faith and obedience to perhaps going on a trip. God, I pray for wisdom for me. If, if we are to do a trip, I pray that you would reveal that clearly, that you would uh, give me insight and wisdom onto what country and, and how we could best serve and how we could take the resources that, that um, come in through this podcast to serve you and to advance the kingdom and make an eternal impact. God, I thank you for the opportunity and the blessing it is to serve in this way. And I pray that you continue to draw people to yourself through uh, your heart for missions. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a good weekend, guys. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, 
I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.